the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet, has added a new day to its lineup. Tune in Tuesdays from noon to one to hear repeats of some of Marie's favorite shows. Past guests include Lisa Oz, Mike Dooley, John Holland, Dr. Christy Northrup, and more. Listen to popular show topics such as The Other Side, Past Lives, Spirit Guides, and The Paranormal. The Tuesday show will eventually go live, so keep listening to Marie's show on Thursdays to find out when. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. everyone and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show where energy and medicine meet. I'm live in Seattle on a gorgeous almost fall day in Seattle. It was been really cold the last couple of days and rainy. I'm waiting for Eric to respond because <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes, it has been. Are we going to have has. a good weekend? Well, I tell you what, the next couple days look very nice. Excellent. It's really beautiful. I mean, this is my favorite type of weather. We usually don't experience it, though, towards the end of September. Yeah. And at the end of August, first part of September, it's just beautiful out there. Absolutely. Well, it's going to warm up again tomorrow, and uh, Saturday looks very mild, but... Uh, you know, Sunday and Monday looks. Hey, man, then I'll maybe, end. Those yeah. would be good um, <laughs> days to do other things. Maybe. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been putting off uh, filing your paperwork. That's it. Yeah. Sunday, Monday. <laughs> cleaning the attic. <laughs> That's right. Tidying up. Perfect yeah. days for it. Finish that spring cleaning that you never got to. Okay. We, we, we got it. We got the drift. And I'm sure some of you out there in radio world wish that you had some nice, maybe cooler days because it's hot in many parts of the country mm-hmm. and higher humidity than we have here in the Northwest. You're probably like, dang, I should go to Seattle. And of course, we'd love to have you for a little while anyway. That would be lovely. So today in the show, we're talking about destiny and life purpose, the fifth layer of the field, and the fifth chakra. And you, and you know, most people actually worry about their destiny. Did you know that, Eric? Well, I think the hot question about destiny is, do we all have one? Yes, we <laughs> all have one. Everybody has one. Everybody has a life purpose, and everyone has passion. Like, you have passion for music, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about it all the time, probably. Not all the time. Like, what's the percentage, do you think? I don't know. You know maybe 20%. Every day? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so so Eric knows how to stay focused. <laughs> right. You know, you got to have some time for like thoughts about candy and sex and whatnot. So, you, you know, right, right. 20% okay. 20% right. is good. You've got a nice yeah. slice of the pie. But it is something that you just love. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so would you say that's your passion? It's one of my passions, definitely. Mm, so you have others? Sure. Like what? Well, radio is a big passion, uh, of course. Yeah, I know. I love radio, too. It's great. And what else? I don't know. Uh I I like my friends. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. That's kind of a passion in some ways, you know. Right. So so luckily for you, you actually work in your passion. You know that is a blessing to be. That's what everybody is looking for. Everyone mm-hmm. who wants to work or who's not a trust fund baby wants to figure out how do you do something that you passionately love and get paid for it. That's what everybody's you know working on, really. Yep. 
And and we're in this phase, too, where we look at the 30-something people on the planet who have decided, or at least employers are noticing, that they're not planning on working 30 or 40 years for a company unless they're really happy. Mm -hmm. And so employers are working diligently to find ways to keep the 30-something people invested in the company since they've invested so much in their training. And so we're starting to notice a problem in the U.S. Yeah. Well, you know, some people have a a different approach to it, and Mm. I I think this is also valid. Some people like the idea of working in a a field that is not their passion so that when they're, you know, pursuing their passion on the side, it's not – they don't ever feel like it's work. You know what I mean? True. They feel like it's just their their freedom, their, you know, the thing that they love, and it's not – you know, tied up in their work. So True. I, I think either direction is valid. You know? I agree. Yeah. You know, even if you are a trust fund baby, you still want to do something that's fun, right? right and right. enjoyable and feeds you. Yeah, I agree. That's a really great way to go too. So what we're noticing is that more and more Americans are really like tr- wishing for that, trying to figure it out. You know, you luckily have at least two passions that you are actively involved with mm-hmm. on a daily or regular basis. That's so exciting. You know, and studies reveal that, of course, that reduces stress. It makes people look younger. And I don't know Eric's actual age, but he does look young for his age. <laughs> I know that. And so, uh, you know, again, studies prove that you live longer, you're healthier and happier when you're engaged in things that touch you in a way that are even hard to explain. You know, yeah. cause it's a very personal experience, passion. It's not something that you know, that everybody understands. So that's what we're talking about today. Fantastic. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you're our audio engineer who has, you know, two things that you're actively involved in that are passionate Well, you know, you. of course, you're... Mm-hmm. You know, actively involved in your passion. Yeah. I mean, all the time. So all the time. But I listened to what you said about work, and it is it is my job too. You know, right. so it never really takes a nap when it's also my business. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's on twenty four seven. So that's an interesting way to look at it. I'll encourage my clients to find a, an, another way to do it too, instead of just my way. I think that's a great idea. So the fifth chakra, right in the center of the throat, is all about speaking one's truth. And people who find their passion more readily than others tend to be comfortable with speaking their truth. They tend to know what it is, even if it's unique or different than other people. And they tend to express it, even if it upsets other people. It's almost like they don't care in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah. No, you know, upsetting people left and right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. Right. And so that's the that's blessing. That's my other passion. That's, that's your other, other passion. Other, you know, like 60% of my life is ah, upsetting other people, apparently. I did not know that. Oh, I learned something new about you every week. I speak that truth. Yeah. It's very important. So the Fifth chakra is the highest personal power chakra in the physical body. And when people speak their truth, it empowers them in uh, in an authentic way because truth is very powerful. And it helps align them to the fifth layer of their aura, which is also called the destiny or the divine plan or life purpose, whatever language you want to use. So people who speak their truth. So now you can be like... I have been doing the right thing all along, making everybody so upset. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that's what's been helping you to align to your destiny. It's very exciting. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, and I'll be helping people to hopefully find ways to also align to their destiny. Fantastic. Great. And so, hopefully we'll get some calls from Tacoma as well, because that is the city of destiny. Is it really? Yeah. Explain that to me. Oh, well, uh, years ago when it was going to be the western terminus for the uh, the railroad, the uh, slogan for the city became the city of destiny. And they adopted that. And it's been the, the city's uh, a slogan or motto for, you know, like 200 years now. Well, not 200, but, you know, whatever, 150 
Wow, I had no idea. So Tacoma, for those of you who are not, you know, because we have listeners all over the country and sometimes around the world, Tacoma is about, what, an hour and a half away from here? An hour? Oh, 30 minutes. About 30 minutes? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because we're in South Bellevue right now. So, yes, it's a little bit closer than my house, right? Yeah, so I did not know. That's fantastic. I'm going to Tacoma more often. Yes, come on down and visit. (laughs) I will. So, Eric, why don't we go to the phone lines? All right, let's go to Detroit or Motor City. City, Motor Motown, City. and uh, talk to Jana. Hi, Jana. Oh, hi, Marie. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm, um, I'm giddy to talk to you. Such an honor. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. It's an honor for me, just so you know. Oh, thank you. Um, sure. And I just feel like, wow, this aligned perfectly. This is this is my show. Um, I'm I'm definitely at a at more of a struggling point, feeling mm-hmm. something coming, but. Um, I, I guess I would just love for you to tell me what I, you know, what you think I need to know, because uh, I could ask a million questions. So oh. I'll hand it over to you. Okay, and when you wanted to keep it on the career path, destiny kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the fifth chakra and yeah. Yeah, all, all of all of that makes perfect sense to me. So great, um, whatever you great. feel is most important. Great. Well, first I'll let you know that my father is from Michigan and he's passed, but all of his family lives in Dearborn. I don't know where, how far that away is from Detroit. So your family, just letting, letting you know. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually, you have lovely energy. You are a relatively positive person. It takes a lot to put you under the bus and you know how to crawl out pretty quickly. Um, I would consider this a blessing, by the way. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I mean, does this make sense to you, what I'm saying? Yeah, I just feel like I'm kind of under the bus right now. (laughs) But this is more personal, right? I mean, it's more about what you're going to do, your life ambitions. This is not like some big thing that happened in your life and derailed you and you're under the bus. Is that true? Correct. Yeah, this is more of um, a personal crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really not a crisis. Yeah, I'm so... No, no, it's great. I love that. I want to know your language because that's how I can help you to get out of whatever you're stuck in or you think you're stuck in. But it's not a crisis. This is an awakening. You're feeling that you want to be more than what you believe you are right at this moment. And you can feel it. You can sense it. You can taste it. It's like standing right next to you, but you can't see it. And it's driving you crazy. Exactly. Right. Okay. So, um, um, Tony Robbins has this really beautiful saying. I read it in one of his books. Uh, I, I've always loved it. It says, frustration means that you're on the right track. That's what it means. And you're really frustrated these days. You're annoyed. You're a little pissed off at the universe, actually, and a little mad at your family. So it's almost like you're recognizing some of your belief systems and you're a little grouchy at maybe your upbringing about how they didn't help you have some deeper essences um, of belief about yourself, you know, and this is all really great because you're learning to change your belief system. So what are you doing proactively to help yourself feel confident, you know, secure and grateful that everything about you is wonderful? What are you doing? Um, to be honest, I think I feel the most connected when I'm, um, like listening to your archive shows Uh and, and, um, other healers, like connecting with their work, um, because I think that's where my heart is, and Mm -hmm. that's where I I really want to, you know, be in that field and be succeeding there, and so by, you know, kind of admiring other people, that really brings me peace. 
Okay, that's perfect. All right, so you're listening to people that you feel inspired about, and you feel that that's your calling. So you've done the hard work. Actually, the hard work for me too is you've already ident really you've already identified what you want to do in this world, and you feel something when you listen to people like me, or you read stories, or you're in, you know hear someone else tell their story of their own healing. You're excited and happy about it. So the only thing that's missing in this um, is you being convinced that you can also be like someone like me or other people that you admire. Just because I already have a job that looks similar to the one you have or you want doesn't mean that you can't have it. Did you know that? Intellectually, yeah. Part, intellectually, okay. right. But on the belief system part, it's not there. So imagine we have, what, 7 billion people on the planet? And I can honestly tell you that even if I work seven days a week, uh, seeing clients, I'm pretty dang busy. In other words, I'm already booked out until I believe April of next year seeing clients without working seven days a week. So even if I, you know, made my schedule a little bit thicker, I'd still be really, really busy. So how many healers do you think we need on the planet? Just, you know, ballpark. Oh, I think it's probably infinite. Okay, great. So do you think that there's room for you then? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. So what are you going to do? Every single day. And by the way, um, every time I mention, you know, something about you being a healer in the world, and I'm kind of doing it from a, a backdoor place because your body, your energy is really sensitive about it, even though it's something you really, really want. It's almost like you're afraid that someone's going to take it away from you. So I'm being um, careful around your energy to not freak you out too much. I know that may sound odd, uh, but that's actually what I'm doing with your energy system. So what are you doing every day? to convince yourself that you can have what you want. What are you doing? Which was my original question, by the way. Is it fair to say I don't know? I sure. Don't know okay, so, so here's one thing that you can do, and there's many, many, many things you can do. There's an actually really great book written by Sandra Ann Taylor. It's called Quantum Success. And it's a book about um, creating your own business and what kind of energy you need to hold and belief system and affirmations you need to use in order to make it work in a healthy, fast, productive, healthy way versus all the things that people do. She even ma marks out in her book what not to do, which I think is unusual because a lot of writers don't always say what not to do, right? They just want to help you stay focused on what to do. So the first thing I want you to do is look in the mirror, and I think it's going to make you cry. I really do, which I think will be great, and ma make direct eye contact and say, I'm a healer. So, and I want you to say it like four or five times you know, at least once a day, you can do it for a couple minutes if you want to. I want you to kind of let it sink in because there's something about it that you have this great um, connection towards it and you resonate to it, but it's like you're afraid to, to let yourself have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I've been working with receptivity and I, I mean, I do do affirmations. I'm constantly, so it seems I feel like I'm, you know, but do you do an to connect with my angels and my guides? I know that they're there. It's just no, when I get frustrated, I'm disconnected. But that's not what I'm talking about. You're right. You're never really disconnected, but you can feel disconnected when, you know, we're frustrated or angry or really what you're feeling most of the time is scared. So, but have you looked into the mirror, made, made direct eye contact with yourself and said, I am a healer? Have you no, done I that? haven't. Right. Because that, that's what needs to sink in. It needs to go all the way down to your cells. You're going to go, what happens is the eyes are the windows to your soul. And so when you look in the mirror and you're looking you're actually connecting to your, yourself on the soulful level. And when you say something that's true, then it goes all the way down into the essence of your being and activates your DNA and your cellular world to vibrate at this new knowledge. It's like it like wakes it up. And so that's what you need to do. 
And then um, I want you to progress to, I'm an amazing healer. I have a wonderful practice. I'm grateful for all the healing that I can bring to my clients. I want you to continue doing that even before it all happens. A lot of people think they have to wait until they have proof and evidence of whatever it is that they want. But in real manifestation world, you have to be convinced of it before it actually happens. That's really how we manifest all the time, whether we're conscious of it or not. Okay? Okay. All right. And I want you to keep me posted. So No, absolutely. Okay. I yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Is, can I ask just if there is any, like, a, a tool that I can use? Do I have any leakage, in, you know, I don't any of my chakras? I don't I see any leaking. I just feel a lot of fear, you know. like yeah, it, I, There's probably some past life connection to doing healing work where things didn't go very well, which is really common with people who are mystics in previous lifetimes who are drawn to the art in this lifetime. Um, and so it would be fun for you to tell your body, remind it, just look down at it and talk to it and remind it what year it is, what century, well, you know, same thing, and that you're a woman and um, that you live in North America. It would be important for you to get your body up to speed about where you really are. Oh, okay. Thank okay? you so much. You're welcome. Oh, Keep me posted. It's an honor. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's move on to the Emerald City. I'm talking about Seattle, of course, and here's David. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, Marie. Doing well. Good. Um, it's a great show. Oh, um, thank thanks. you. Oh, you're so welcome. What can I do for you today? Well, I'm uh, hearing um, the topic. Uh-huh. It's really interesting, and I was thinking that my fifth chakra is maybe getting a little stronger now, but um, i got a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm wondering in terms of... Um, Destiny. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm feeling like I'm. Uh, I'm getting closer to uh, um, being where I want to. Yay! Yay! So and, um, and, I'm, and, I'm wondering some input. Well, I would say that your fifth chakra has definitely improved because um, we've talked before. So mm-hmm. you know, I know your energy system, and so yeah, it's definitely improving. So that means to me that you're speaking more truthfully to the people that you're in relationships with. Is that true? To some extent, but uh-huh. I've got such a, a to to even get close to that mm-hmm. is is a big improvement for me. Good, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I got a ways to go there. Well, here's the great thing about changing and evolving on the Earth plane: you don't have to have a huge, gigantic, or hundred percent change to make things manifest in this world a very small amount of change begins to create manifestation right away and so that's really important so that humans don't you know feel like oh my gosh i'm never going to get get to that 100 percent completed shift well guess what we probably won't um and we don't need to having Uh a, a small amount and then moving into more substantial amounts creates you know even more change but small amounts little at a time is beautiful and wonderful have you ever thought about writing uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's that's a that's uh, that's a way for me to go. Um, mm-hmm. I need to start doing some uh, some more journaling and, and start moving towards that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I I think that that would be a, a really good career path for you. You're an interesting person. You have an interesting take on life. You see or experience the world differently than most people. And I think that that is an interest um, to other individuals. But notice how you said, yeah, (laughs) no, no. I mean, I loved that you thought about it. That's good. But you said, yeah, I need to start journaling. I'm like, eh, 
that's fine. You can journal for pleasure if you want to, but I think you need to start maybe writing short stories. Yeah, to to spring some ideas. I'm thinking in journaling and just and just um, yeah, yeah, and no journaling because you have a tendency. What I'm being told is you have a tendency to go the slow route to take your time. You know, blah blah blah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just really fast. I I go too quick. I need to slow down a little bit. So we could change some energy. You and I, we can exchange some, (laughs) and I'll take a rest, and you can just get running. I'd go for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So no journaling. Just go straight to some short stories, and and really let yourself have a lot of fun. Move into fantasy. Uh, You know, get out of this world in a way, and really allow yourself to have a wonderful time in kind of a make believe world. Even if you're going to write something that is not nonfiction. I want you to move into something that um, that allows you to be really, really creative. Okay, great. Thanks okay. For, thanks for thanks for the input, Marie. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day and good work on that fifth chakra. Oh, thanks. Great show. All righty. Bye bye. All right, on to Bellevue to talk to Don. Hi, Don. Hi there. I'm so excited to be on your show today, and, and now that I know what the topic is, I would like to rephrase what I would speak about. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> what can I do for you today? Thank you. Um, I, I guess I'm one of those very blessed people that I have loved, and I still love what I do. I'm, Yay! I'm, 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 my, in fact, I said to my principal today that it feeds my soul to be here, oh. and I have taught a lot and for many years, but I have felt in the last couple of years yeah. some extraordinary things have happened. That I need to take what I do, which I really consider being a mentor, is really you don't teach people. People have to learn. Mm. So I, I need a, a switch, possibly. Mm-hmm. And um, looking at that, what what is it that I might, might maybe should go into or make the change to? Uh-huh. And then um, kind of an add-on to that is my son, who probably is so like me, yet the opposite of me in his um, ability to see what his passion is and recognize, you know, the positive, the good. What is it that I have yet been unable to do for him that I have been able to do for other people mm-hmm. and helping them kind of search that out? So <laughs> anything you would like to throw out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I, I love everything you said. It's it's really quite nice. Well, here here's the thing. You do need to change. You're absolutely right. Um, and the reason why I said that is because energetically you're drained. Mm-hmm. And, and so what happens when we start to lose our energy, it means that Whatever we're doing, even if we love it, it needs to be remodeled, right? And yes. and you know this, and you're ready for the remodeling. The thing I want to say about your son, and how old is your son? He's 20. Okay, he's 20. Um, what I was being told is that, uh, you know, some people who, who help people professionally, their job is not necessarily to help their family. And, mm-hmm. and a big part of, I think, people who are out in the world professionally helping others, their job is to just to accept their family the way their family is. I mean, you have the capacity to help your son in many, many ways. But if he's not into it or interested or, or wants to go a different way, I would just highly, no matter what the choices are, as long as they're not harming him, um, is to just celebrate that. That's, and that's a hard one for you because yeah. you, you hold on. You know, you're like a cheerleader for people. You cheerlead and cheerlead and cheerlead until they cross the finish line. That's your job. And I, I don't think it is your job in your family. And I think that it's going to give you a little bit of grief about that because there's a control aspect to this as well. Okay. And your son doesn't like it. He doesn't want you to control him. And, uh, and, and I know you're a great mom, by the way. I don't want it. No, I, and I and I understand exactly what you're saying, and I've freed myself up to be his his friend and not not his controlling mother. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, he does make decisions that are very harmful for him. 
and it's hard to see him live with those, but so I've, you know, I've, I've turned him over to the universe, and then I have to look at, Perfect. okay, I need to be what I need to be doing now, and then he will come along. Right, and even though you said very harmful, I mean, I mean, you're his mom, and you're there, and I'm not there. That might be a little bit of a stretch, stretch of him, of the of you know what's really happening because he looks at more of, of experimental. He's getting out. He's experimenting things. That's good. Yeah, that's that's what he says. When I'm in his body, he goes, "Okay, well, I'm young. I got to f- have some experiences, mom. You know, and and so that's what he says. But I agree. I understand. We don't want his choices or behavior to go too far down the line, and he does need to be told, "Hey, he crosses that legal line, which for me is." That will end you up in trouble. Yeah, but but you're you're a straight and narrow kid. You, yeah, that's you, true. You don't cross <laughs> the line at all, you know. And really, frankly, a lot of people do. So you know, you just need to remember that you know that okay. you know you've given him great morals. You are there to help the, him, and I think it's great for you to go. Okay, by the way, but this is what I think, and then what you've learned to do is just turn him over to the universe. Have you ever taken any executive um, life coaching classes? No, I have not, although mm-hmm. I have um, done that role as a, a school administrator right. with lots of teachers, lots of kids. Right. Yeah, um, I want you out of the school thing, and you're out of it now. You're not doing the school thing anymore. I'm, I'm actually just working. I'm in, being an interpreter for a oh. young deaf girl. So. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Okay, so great. very different role. Yeah, yeah great. So that's good, because that's going to give you some downtime where you can you know, regroup your energy. Yeah, uh, no more school. I saw the school. Wonderful. Great opportunity all of that. I'd love for you to do coaching for people um, on an individual basis. So consider taking it, not that you need to take anything, so you don't have to, but something that would be more like executive life coaching, where you could work with people who are really um, big powers in their, in their own community or in their own workforce area, who need to learn some, some really important techniques about meditation, relaxation, um, integrity, So then you can let all your rules that you know in to help Uh someone balance their life about, you know, gaining some different aspects of integrity or what does it mean that we're all one, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what kind of think of yourself as a spiritual coach for executives. Okay, I will do that. Is the energy work in with that? Or, oh, or? absolutely, sure. You can, you know, okay. that's the great thing about coaching is that you can use all kinds of modalities while you work with clients. So if you want to lay hands on people, that's absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. My chakras are doing okay, except for there's no energy, which I could have told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you know, once you tell me what you're doing right now, I think that you're going to have a really nice, you know, uh, absorption of energy over the next three to four months. Super. Yeah, so don't worry. Just be grateful, and everything's going to work out beautiful. Great. Okay. All right, thank, thank you very you. much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back talking about destiny. Become a Reiki master the weekend of September 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing knowledge of energy medicine. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You will receive attunements during deep meditation that will allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. 
Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, for more details. The Gary Mance Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. At 7 p.m., meet John Gabriel, a man who lost 226 pounds. That's like losing a couple of people. He did it without surgery, and he looks great. And at 8 o'clock, Rita Louise discusses her insider's guide to ghosts, demon spirits, and attached entities. We'll explore the dark side of the other side. Mastery and Mystery on The Gary Mann Show, Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each month, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Schedule a private session with Marie if you'd like to talk with her one-on-one. It'll be a healing experience that you'll garner great insight from. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. The new mainstream of talk radio, Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back, everyone. This is Marie. We are live here in Seattle, and we're talking about destiny. And who do we have on the phone now? We're going to talk to Stefan in Serbia now. Wow. That's First a... call from Serbia, wow. I believe. Yeah. Hi, Stefan. Hi, Mary. How are can you? you? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you just fine, and you can hear me too? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Great, great. So what is your question today? Well, I know what I want to do. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to go, I have a dream to go to Barbara Brown School of Hearing. Oh. That's one of the dreams, yeah. A few months ago, I've, I've, um, my body got so so strained and everything that I decided to um, change my life, kind of. You know, I gave up my job, and right now I'm searching a new job, you know, trying to open myself to new possibilities. And mm-hmm. I've done uh, pretty much work on myself, but also I have, you know, big core beliefs that are holding me in some places, you know, that I don't want to be. Right. And so, um, maybe I would like to know, you know, about my spirit guides and am I on the, the, what What can I do to be, you know, fully on my spiritual path? Right, right. Well, the Barbara Brenham School of Healing is the only accredited school in the world, actually, when it comes to being a healer. Um, there's, I think, Japan, Germany, and uh, the U.S. and Florida. But you know all about yeah. this because you've probably yeah. read everything on her mm-hmm. website. Um, and you know, you my guides are actually showing me something. You have lovely guides. You're a very, very, very lovely person. You're a little hard on yourself, which we'll talk about in just a few moments. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my guides are talking to me about when I started to do energy work, I, I sat down with myself and I was, I was a single mother. I had three small kids and I wasn't trained, right? No one had taught me what I was doing. I was just doing it by experience on a hospital, in a hospital on patients. And I was trying to decide if I should go to the Barbara Burnham School of Healing or go to Carolyn Mace was teaching a school on intuition at the time. And they both mm-hmm. offered certification programs. And it was like a four to five year program. Um, I think Barbara Burnham's is four. Carolyn Mace at the time was five years, something like that. 
Mm-hmm. And my guides had a very strong conversation with me at the time. And I think the reason why I'm seeing this is to perhaps offer an option for you. And not that either one mm-hmm. of the, you know, those schools are wonderful places, but my guides sat me down and they said, you've got plenty of patients to work on right now. We just want you to get started. So what, what they told me ultimately is that we don't have to go to schools to learn certain things. It's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot on your own. And my guide said, who do you think taught Barbara Brenham and who do you think taught Carolyn Mace? They literally said that to me. And yeah. I think if someone has a true calling to go to a program or a school and it's, it's something that's just making them so, so happy to think about it, then they should absolutely go. But if for some reason it's more challenging, it's important for you to realize that there are beings on the other side who teach us all the time. Most of my teachers are not in a physical body. They show up in my office, they stay with me for a few months, and they teach me what I need to know as I continue to grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not the only one who gets to have that. Anyone can. So the first thing, and, and I don't know if you can sense it right now, but your energy is changing even as we're having this conversation. Can you? Yeah, hear? I've sensed it even before the conversation. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. So when energy starts to change from one frequency to another, there's an aspect of, oh, this, this is important. This is necessary. If your frequency is coming up, then what we're saying is something that's of value to you as an individual. So, in other words, don't hold yourself back thinking that you can't grow or mature in the art of healing unless you study under a particular individual. You you know, to heal simply means to love someone unconditionally. And as healers, who we need to love the most, first and foremost, is ourselves. The the more self-love we have for our own being enables us to channel more light into our body clearly and profoundly and move it into those that we touch. So it's very important for you to work on, you know, eradicating the self-criticism that you have in your mind, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, thinking more positive thoughts, doing the mirror work. Even I love myself very much, like when you look in the mirror and make direct eye contact. And then if you want to start um, laying on hands, maybe of friends that you know or people and practice Um Harm cannot be created when we lay hands on people. It, again, is, is touch, and, and many times human beings need to be touched. So I'd love for you to start doing this before you actually even go to a school, if that's what you ultimately decide to do, and not, mm-hmm. and not yeah. worry that you have to do that in order to be a healer, because it is not a requirement. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I actually understood that like uh, two weeks ago. I was like, oh, yeah, I can, I, I can evolve myself and then go to school. Right. Or, you know, who knows, yeah. you may decide to find another teacher or maybe something will open up closer to home. I mean, in other words, leave all the options open. I think that whenever we go, oh, my gosh, this is what I have to do. And we're fixated on a particular, you know, answer. Then we limit all the options that are available to us to the universe. I mean, I never imagined that I would teach people energy medicine when I've had very, very little on earth training myself. So, um, so in other words, you can learn through your guides and through creation. And part of that learning comes from you deeply, deeply loving yourself because you deserve it. You're a wonderful man. 
So uh, I have guides. Yeah, oh, of yeah. course I have guides. Yeah. 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 You have you have ten. That's a number I rarely see. And so huh? t- ten guide means that you're you're actually an individual. You are definitely an individual. And I think that for you, following your own singular path is very, very important. I think it's really important really? for you. Mm-hmm. Huh? And and the reason why I say that is because ten in numerology comes down to number one. And so that mm-hmm. lets me know that that's kind of how you are in the world. You know, being on your singular path is very important for you. I do think over the mm-hmm. next couple of years, you're going to start to attract, as you become kinder to yourself, you're going to start to attract people in your life or who are more like-minded, and you won't feel so isolated or sometimes alone on your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank okay. Okay, gosh, thank you, thank you. I hope it's a beautiful day where you are, or night, or I don't know what time it is in it's Serbia. It's 9, 9, 9 p.m. 9, 9 p.m. Oh, well, thank you so much for calling in from so far away, and we all wish you wonderful light and healing in your path. Thank you very much. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, now let's head east and uh, head to Spokane. Talk to Susan. Hi, Susan. How are you? Hi. I'm fine, Marie. I have a question about my left foot. Okay. And so it's been bothering you? Yeah, it has, and it started suddenly. It wasn't mm. anything that worked in gradually. And mm-hmm. uh, ten years ago, I had a, an arch that collapsed on the right foot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I've been wearing orthotics since. And this feels similar, but I feel like it's energetic, and I just wanted your take on it. Right. So the left hand, there's a lot going on in your life. Is that true? Yes. Oh, it's just, I, I wish I was in Spokane right now, because then, of course, I could go say hi to my baby who lives in Portland, in Pullman. But uh, I wish I was in Spokane right now so I could give you a hug. Because whatever's happening in your life, it's just a lot. It just feels like to me like... Um, as if someone were piling books on top of a, an arm of a chair or a couch. And, and just when you think something's settled, an, it, another book gets landed on it. And then yeah. another. And then it's about to fall over. You know? <laughs> and you keep trying to steady the books yeah, and not fall true. apart. Yep. You know, And so the first thing I want you to do is I want you to fall apart. In other words, <sighs> I want you to cry. I feel like that's what I've been doing for the last two years. Oh, I'm so sorry. So you have been crying? Yeah, well, not recently, but um, what's happening is I've got a relationship with my son that has fallen apart, and mm. it happened two years ago, and I kind of think my foot is connected to that. Mm-hmm. Sure, of course it is. So it's fallen apart two years ago, and it's not getting better, and this is really hard for you? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, when I was talking to, I think maybe the first caller, we were talking about her son as well. It's really important to just, and, and I know right now the communication is not happening, so what I'm about to tell you is not going to be difficult to do. <laughs> but it's really important to just let people be who they are, even if they're choosing something completely the opposite of what we would want them to choose for themselves. Yeah. You know, even if it's breaking your heart or, you know, here's one of the things that's really hard for parents to understand is that our children are really not our children. No, I understand that. You do? Like it's just I've been cut out of his life. Right. And, and it's really okay. There's a reason why that's happening. So imagine, first of all, every person on the planet has had multiple parents. Right. And if we've been parents, we've had children, many, many, many different types of children. And no one is really ours, nor do we belong to anyone else. We're all really individual souls. And sometimes some souls come into life to learn how to break away just because it's hard for them sometimes or... You know, there could be multiple reasons because we've had so many lifetimes and in each and every single one of those lifetimes, there's been all kinds of experiences, tragic ones on top of that. 
And so there's something about your son where he wants to completely detach himself from you. And I think what's going to happen if you also let him energetically detach from you, which, of all, by the way, is going to make you feel a whole lot better. Because it's just like you're trying to hold on to him. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, and you're right. It's like I, I can put it away for a while. And you need to let go. You need to remember that he is an individual that is separate from you, separate from everything that the two of you have experienced. Because here's what I think, and I'm getting a very high nod from one of my guides, is that if you let go of him, he's going to come back in a different way, in a way that's going to make you go, oh, my God. You know, I mean, like really happy. So that's so. Probably the two of you came in as an agreement. He needed to learn how to ta- detach, and you needed to learn how to let go, which is kind of the same thing, but just in a different way. And as a mother, I know it's really hard to do that, but it's the it's obviously what you need to do for your soul and what he needs to do for his soul for right now. And it has nothing to do with the reasons that he says, by the way. All of his complaints are irrelevant. They're completely untrue, and and they're not right, in my opinion. Well, he doesn't have complaints. It's his wife that decided that I didn't need to be part of his life. Well, it's still a complaint. You know, it's a complaint. He's making a decision, and in my mind, yeah. it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's not real. So uh, so go ahead and, and detach even energetically from him, and I know that's probably where the tears are really going to come from. You're going to have a lot of grief. Okay, and, how do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, one way is to just pray every single day, that whatever is in the highest good for all involved occurs. Because that kind of takes your energy out of it, allows you, allows you to put it into the hands of creation. And, and if it's in the hands of creations, then, then everything's okay. But it helps you to get out of your tentacles of wanting to hold on to your child, which, by, by the way, I don't blame you, but it's not serving you. It's hurting you right now. Okay. Okay. And, oh, and that foot's going to get, uh, I'm working on your foot right now, by the way. I'm actually on the outside kind of ankle, um, deep, yeah. yeah, deep by the Achilles, but um, on the side area, like right mm-hmm. behind the ankle. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very deep in there. And ankles are about allowing the universe to support you. So turn this over to creation. Do your very best not to think about it and enjoy your life as much as you can for as many moments a day as you can. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I send you tons of love. Them. That all helps. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Have a wonderful, warm day in Spokane. <laughs> Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Now we are going to talk to Christy in Kenmore. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Marie? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? Well, I was just calling about my destiny, my life purpose. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm doing my life purpose, and I kind of feel like I'm here to make other people happy. And then one of my friends called yesterday and said, what do you do for yourself? You give so much to others. You're so loving. Your heart chakra's up. What do you do for yourself? And I go, well, I did have a pedicure. And I did go have a massage. She goes, how many times in the last year? And I go, oh, okay, I get what you yeah. <laughs> So I was just calling for a little direction or any advice you have for me. Well, first of all, you know, you've done a great job in attracting people in your life who are your friends. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I don't know what you're doing. Of course, you're helping others. But mm-hmm. it is your destiny. You're good at it. And you're also good at separating. Is that true? Do you separate when you're done? Because that's what I feel like. It's oh. like w- when you're done, you kind of move on or you think about yourself. Or is that true? Do you do that? Well, maybe a little bit. I just uh, One relationship I've had for like 25 years, one of my best girlfriend, a bunch of things have happened. And my husband said that. 
I think the lesson's over. You can part <laughs> ways with her. And I go, okay. <laughs> but I mean professionally. Professionally, when you're done doing whatever you do, do you then, are you able to detach? Does it feel complete to you? Well, sometimes, like like I was a caregiver, and I, mm-hmm. one man just passed away. He was 85, but I was with someone for four years. He's 96. I still go visit him weekly just mm. to just to visit him and give him love and compassion. But he is appreciates that, that. I'm sure he does. I mean, gosh, who wouldn't? So but, I haven't separated from him yet. Uh-huh. I just kind of <laughs> tell people I'll be with you till the end if that's what you need because nobody else has given it to you. Uh-huh. So nobody else is caring for these people. Right, but does it make you happy? Um, well, sometimes it does, but sometimes it does drain me. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really doing that right now. It's kind of drained me emotionally. I haven't really had any work for four or five months. So oh, I good. So I'm just like doing stuff. Like I'm going to paint my bench. Good. Go on a bike ride and I go, well, yeah. it's my downtime, I guess. Right. So <laughs> to, to me, you don't feel drained. And so I assumed it was yeah. because you're, you know, you, or you're making this nice detachment, mm-hmm. but, but the reality is you're not, you're not working a lot right now. Mm-hmm. And so you you feel really energized, which is fantastic. That's really okay. lovely. Here's what I recommend. I went in, the, in this elderly gentleman that you talked about. He does love you. He's a really nice man. But if you're not having fun, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go as often. You know, yeah, I'm not going as often. Like once okay. a week is now about once every two weeks. How about once a month? Once a month would be okay. 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 Well, and notice how you got a little bit happier, right? Uh-huh. So here's my rule, and this is what your friend's trying to teach you. And, and, and also, you're supposed to do something else besides caregiving, because what you're doing is you're caring for the chronically ill, uh-huh. and you're supposed to actually help individuals who are actually going to go out in the world and make some change. So you're actually supposed to motivate people in some way. So not the chronically ill, but the people who can actually be more productive. Now, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that that's a bad job, but I'm saying that people who are meant to work with the chronically ill Mm -hmm. are people who need to learn compassion. Mm -hmm. You are not one of them. I've you're, already learned compassion. You knew it before you came here. You're, yeah. it's like you're drenched with it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really important for you to now, won't that be fun to kind of watch someone grow rather than, mm-hmm. um, you know, I actually like to be at the bedside of people dying. That's one of my favorite things to do, well, actually. Well, I'm not at their bedside dying. I'm go, I go up I know. to that point. <laughs> I know, but what I'm saying is I like it. So I actually do that in my practice pro bono. I, I actually like, I know that sounds really crazy, but here's my rule. I only do the things that make me feel happy. So if this radio show wasn't making me feel happy, I wouldn't do it. If seeing clients wasn't making me feel happy, I wouldn't do it. But I do the things that make me feel happy. So that's your new rule. That's your mantra. Is this making me feel happy? And if it's not, no matter how responsible you think you need to be, the answer is no, don't do it. Don't do it. And start thinking about ways that you can help people um, who are not chronically ill, help them to motivate and change their life in positive ways. Okay. Okay. And uh, I think lots of pedicures and I get a massage (laughs) once a week, by the way. Okay. 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 You're a delight. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks, Marie. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Now let's talk to Denise in Utah. Hi, Denise. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? Well, I'm wondering about my destiny. I've had a pretty um, wild ride here in this life. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with um, car accidents and family members being injured. Mm-hmm. And I've been divorced for over 30 years, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if it's in my cards to have uh, another uh, good 
amazing relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's my answer. The answer is yes. But guess what? You have to let it happen. I think that you've worked so hard to make, to keep yourself safe, like you're scared, you know, almost like there's going to be another car accident kind of a thing, that you've worked really hard to protect yourself and somewhat isolate yourself, at least at least particularly when it comes to the relationship part. Because I don't see you out really engaging in things that are going to let you run into people that you could potentially date. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have to change that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it's a novel idea. But I know. I've, I've thought of that one already. It's like, okay, I need you're to so get ready. every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, right. And more in my psyche, I feel like I, I just kind of I'm like, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm totally yeah. You are, and you're just so afraid. Well, here's the thing. You've made it for 30 years on your own, pretty much. You've had a, a, a few relationships, I think, not too long, but you've had a few. And and so you know how to do it on your own. Congratulations. I think that's a huge accomplishment, particularly for women, at least in our generation. You know, that's something that we weren't brought up. Oh, and by the way, you're going to be independent and, and take care of yourself. I mean, at least I was, you know, okay, well, you're going to get married and have some kids, and, you know. Yeah. Which I mean, I've built my own home. I've see? built my own business. And- yeah. So now you can tell yourself that you're safe, that nothing bad's going to happen, that if you meet someone and it, and it for some reason doesn't work out, oh, well, next, because you already have everything. Nobody can take it away from you. In fact, you never even have to get married. So, yeah. you know, you could cohabitate with someone, drop some great agreement if you want to, if something's going to happen to help yourself feel secure. But I think it's really important for you to, I want you to have a ceremony, I want you to have a graduation ceremony. You have, you know, created financial comfort in your life. You know how to live alone. That's a huge accomplishment. So I want you to have some candles, music, maybe some great gluten-free, sugar-free, something, something, which is a sign, by the way. Reduce your gluten and your uh, sugar, please, intake. And um, celebrate what you've accomplished and then give yourself a new accomplishment, which is to go out in the world and partner with a wonderful person in your life where you both bring each other even more happiness and excitement. Right. Okay? So with the destiny in mind, and ah. just uh, one yeah. more question if possible, my son being uh, a big part of my life because of his disabilities, what is that all about? <laughs> Does he live with you? Not any, not right now. Good. He has. Yeah, I think it's good for him to be on his own. Yeah. But remember, here's, and it's funny how we're talking about all the boys today, okay. right? Is that, remember, he's his own person. His disabilities, especially as an adult now, these are his issues. These are, th- he came in, he chose to come into this world in the in the way that he is. And, and to have his own life experience for his own, his own soul's healing and has very little to do with you. Because you've been a very good mother, by the way, and very unconditional with your love with him. You've done a wonderful job. So it's really time to separate that, let, you know, and to celebrate it. There's a reason why he chose to have his experiences, and I'm sure they're wonderful and profound. And all of us on the earth, we need to honor people's choices, not try to figure out what's wrong. Because I don't think there's anything wrong with anything, ever. Do I have spirit guides yelling at me, telling me to do something? Yeah, you have 16 spirit guides from what I can see, a, a good amount. You've got a nice crowd around you. And and when I go to the destiny part for you, I really am in this whole relationship thing. And they're not yelling at you because they said they stopped yelling at you about 10 years ago about it. 
because you haven't been listening about partnership for a while. Um, but they have all smiles on their faces and they're excited for whatever adventure you're ready for. Okay, and I send all my love to all the boys out there today <laughs> and their mothers. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Now we are going to go to Redman and talk to Steve. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Great. What can I do for you today? Well, maybe a general reading, but also I had a uh, a weird dream a couple of few weeks ago about... Um, Somebody pulling broken glass out of my mouth, so I think wow. it's related to the fifth chakra thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you feel trapped in any way? Uh, well, I think my freedom, you know, very highly, probably more than a lot of people or other things in my life, so it's hard to uh, answer. No, I don't feel real trapped, mm-hmm. but... I, I don't know for sure. <laughs> Are you about to do something that could make you feel more trapped? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that someone's being dishonest with you? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I, you know, I'm thinking through all the potential scenarios, and that was really a vivid dream, by the way. I mean, yeah. did you wake up a little freaked out? Uh, mm. I don't remember. It was a few weeks ago. But <laughs> I would have because it looked real. It's like it's like the losing your teeth dream. You know, it's like you yeah, wake I, up and wonder if your teeth are in your mouth. You know, yeah. So right. so you're worried. You know, at least that's what we're determining right now about someone lying to you. Correct. Uh, I think I'm. You know, slowly with it. So somebody that I work with, and it's been ongoing. So uh-huh. I'm being more tolerant and accepting uh, people for you know, who they are. Uh-huh. Well, is their line, could it affect the workplace? Uh, it has in the past, mm-hmm. a little bit, on mm-hmm. a certain level, sure. So, you know, here's what I think. I think that there might be something coming around the pike that could affect <clears throat> the workplace regarding this person who's dishonest, and you might have to do something about it to ensure whatever needs to continue to happen in the workplace in a more positive way. Do you see what? Because what you tend to do is you just tend to turn the other ear, so to speak. Is that correct? Hello, did we lose Steve? I think maybe <laughs> think somebody we lost went, Steve. went haywire with Steve's <laughs> phone there. You think we could talk to Redmond with no problems, but uh, apparently not. So right, uh, no, it's better across the world and <laughs> in other states. Yeah, so talk to people in Serbia. Apparently. Yeah, in Serbia. Yeah, so Steve, if you're listening, just letting you know that I think you need to speak up to this person or just have your ears open a little bit more. I think that dream was very profound. And remember, the fifth chakra is about speaking. Your truth. And sometimes your truth is calling out other people who aren't speaking their truth. So that's what I'm recommending. I hope that's really helpful. And so what do we have now, Eric? Well, we've got about a minute and a half. Did you want to take another phone call here real quick? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we'll do a 30-second phone call read. All right. Very quickly, let's talk to Galadriel in Oak Arbor. Hi, Galadriel. How are you? Hi, Marie. Oh, my gosh. Almost all of the callers have had something to do with my issues. It's It's been excellent. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. I wish that every day. That oh my makes gosh. me so it happy. Was, it's been great. I thought, you know, if I don't get a chance to talk to you, 
so much information. Oh, good, good. So why don't you... <laughs> that lady from Spokane whose who's son's not speaking to her. Mm-hmm. Now, I have that kind of a thing with my son, but I'm proud that he was able to say to me, I can't talk with you right now, and I need space. Well, I think that's wonderful. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times we aren't able to do that. You know, you know. now I know why you were the last caller, because, you know, we've had this interesting thing today about moms and sons, and you said it better than I could have. And I just want to thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get to your question. I'm so sorry. Bless you. Like I said, I got so much from you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. And thank you, everyone, for calling in today. It's been a really fun show, as always. Next week, I will be interviewing Christine James. She's a naturopath here in Washington State who specializes in cardiology. It's going to be an exciting hour. Until next week, joyful blessings. 